I blow a digit on the diamond in the minute, but no bitches. Watch how I'm walking, cause even the thoroughest niggas be knocking, trying to strike a bargain, hoping that they might get pardoned. Shit, I'm involved, we got me pins and needles. And my cerebral bees, the wicked is evil. Thoughts that this water feed you. Be back in the game, so deep things can catch up. Freeze off my kneecap, can y'all believe that? Got the city drinking crystals, we up the feet. Rappers going broke, trying to keep up with me. My rise to riches, surprise the bitches, think harder. You know this nigga, Jay-Z, Sean Carter, GS the fuck up, GS the fuck up. Watch me shine like a bright let me get the fuck up. All rhymers forget it, like Alzheimer's, small timers, I said it. I'm addressing all drama, talk to me. I'm here to tell niggas it ain't all swell It's heaven, then it's hell niggas One day you're cruising in your seven Next day you're sweating, forgetting your lies Alibis ain't matching up Bullshit catching up Here with the Rico, they repo your vehicle Everything was all good just a week ago About to start bitching, ain't you? Better to start snitching, ain't you? I forgive your weak ass, hustling just ain't you Aside from the fast cars Honeys that shake they ass and bars You know you wouldn't be involved with the underworld dealers Carriers of Mac Millers East Coast bodies, West Coast cat pillars Little monkey niggas turn gorillas Stopped in the station, filled up on octane And now they're not sane and not playing That goes without saying Slaying day in and day out with money playing Then they break you out Trying to escape my own mind Lurking the enemy Representing infinity with presidencies You know Alright now, fitting that we all playing games here Being that we all players, you know Monopoly is a perfect game for us, you know Right. You know somebody land on your property, they gotta pay, you know what I'm saying? But you know what we gonna do, man? We gonna stop this game, man. We gonna play for real, man. Let's, let's get it on, man. man. Let's lock this all down. I like the night talking. He's talking something. Yeah. 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 Yeah.
welcome to the 31st episode of the Hip Hop Rejects. You just got through listening to Dead Presidents off Jay-Z's Reasonable Doubt. Uh, it's the 20-year anniversary on yesterday of Reasonable Doubt. It's been 20 years since Jay-Z dropped his debut album. And so, we are the Hip Hop Rejects, and I'm your boy, Royalty. And yo, it's what? Young, fly than the rest. And together, we are known as the Hip Hop Rejects. This is a all-hip-hop podcast, and all we like to talk about on this podcast is stuff that's related to hip-hop news, hip-hop culture, hip-hop music. And, you know, we get off subject sometimes, but, you know, that's how we do. What's up, y'all? Man, chilling, man. Just had, like, a crazy weekend, dog. Like, like I, I, I'm, I'm done drinking for a long time. Yeah, that tends to how it happens most of the time. You just get out of control. So what you was drinking? Uh, what was I not drinking? <laughs> Let's see. I had two different flavor fifths of Ciroc, uh, all types of beer, um, Fireball whiskey. Um, that's about it. It was just that. It was just every day, like from the morning. From the time me and my boys woke up till the next day, we was just drinking. Man, I ain't had a shoot. I drink. I used to drink a lot, but I'm about like I'm like I got to the point now, man. You know, I'm you know in my thirties, but uh, I'm more like a social drinker. But no, but on that Ciroc though, man, um, Ciroc is some good stuff. You know, I had red berry and I had coconut syrup. And with the coconut syrup, like at the group, I was the only person that really drunk it. And when I got it, I had to put them on the Coco Loso, the frozen Coco Loso, though. So we went to Sonic and got route frozen Route 44 slushes, pineapple slushes, and poured the coconut syrup up in there. And you know, they give you the Coco Loso and yo, like. You know how far it is from Greenville or Hollandale. That's like 20 minutes. Right. And the, a whole fifth was gone. Damn. Between, between Sonics, down the highway, reaching Hollandale, and we were going two hours away. Then we left Jackson, shot up Highway 55, and went to Memphis. Man, y'all boys just road tripping it up, huh? Man... Yo, we just wanted to have fun this weekend, man. And, like, all this alcohol we drinking on the highways and stuff, I was just, like, I wasn't even scared. <laughs> man. Nobody hey. threw up. Hey, man, you got around some people that can hold their liquor, man. I'm I'm definitely one of those people that can hold my liquor, though, man. I, I, I've never, ever in my life, um, I've never, like, thrown up anything like that. You know, drinking real heavy. I think the last time I really, like, drunk, like, super heavy. It's like, early in my 20s, like, uh, on my birthday. And I was a victim of, like, six shots of Patron. And I don't think I remember was passing out by my toilet in my apartment. And I fell asleep, hugging the toilet. So. I ain't never did that. I'm, I'm, a, I'm like, a real germaphobe. So, hugging the toilet is not going to happen with me, ever. Hey man, so, when, the, when the room is when the room is rocky and spinning, you can't hold your balance. Uh, the floor is your see, best friend. See what you supposed to do in that situation? Lay down in the bed, put one foot on the floor, and it will all the spinning will stop. Shoot, the spinning would never shoot the next following day. 
man, worst headache in the world. Oh, and for the stop you from getting headaches, I always take one to two BCs before you start drinking. Look here. Uh, I'm a professional alcoholic. I know these things. I'm sorry. Yeah. <laughs> you don't have to have a segment on the hip hop regions called Mixology with Young Flat and the rest. That is not mixology. That's <laughs> called. That's, see, let me tell you something. There's a difference between alcoholics and drunks. Alcoholics got to go to damn meetings. Drunks, they know every damn thing you're supposed to do to keep from getting the hangover. <laughs> and to, in, in ways like, like if you want to drink it, if you going to a bar, don't get nothing super greasy. What you want? Yo. Give me all the fries you can give me. You want to put those spuds on your stomach so it can soak up the alcohol. Yeah, that's always like, been my, that's always been my rule, man. When it came like if I'm gonna drink something, like I gotta like really like like take me to a buffet before I start or something because I need to make sure I got something that's gonna soak. Don't be don't man don't do no stupid stuff like oh I ain't ate all day and I'm gonna go you know kill a bottle of vodka and wonder why you off the off the rocker, so. Hey, remember in high school when we went on this little student council trip? <laughs> oh, yeah. And, and we stuck all that liquor in the room, and we had some little underclassmen that came in, and the only thing they had been eating all day was hot Cheetos, and I had to rescue one of them. Yep, I do remember that. <laughs> Passing out, had to go throw them in the shower and all this other stuff. Right, we had to take all the sheets off the bed because she threw up everywhere and had to throw them in. We threw them in somebody's backyard. <laughs> it's like, man, that's crazy. Yeah, those were the days, man, back in yeah. back in the uh, royalty and young flat in the rest of high school days. Yeah, man. And literally, like this weekend, you know, the class threw a birthday party for all of us. It was turned 30. And um, we literally, like... Uh, all the females around there were hollering about, because, you know, my boy Mike was in town, and uh, all them was hollering, Quinn and Mike, the reason we started drinking. I'm like, yo, like, nice. you gonna, they, I was like, yo, it ain't my fault y'all fell under, y'all wanted to do what we were doing. We had been drinking since junior high school. Y'all wait till y'all was in junior, junior seniors in high school started drinking and couldn't handle your liquor. <laughs> Yeah, man, that ain't something they want. You want to have somebody to throw your name and you the reason I started drinking. Like, no, don't, don't tell me that. <laughs> that is, that's, that's not something you want to tell me. Man. If I'm the reason you started drinking, then nah, I ain't going to even go there. <laughs> there should have been more sex going on, though. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, man, you know, uh, you know what, though? Um, this week, man, I was, uh, you know, in my in my in my my regular you know nine to five or whatever, so I tend to like you know pop on headphones every so often, uh, just to get away from the craziness that be going on at the workplace. So I popped in, cause you know there's always been a lot of talk about heartbreaks, 808s, Kanye West album. I never really, I mean, I've heard the singles off the album and stuff like that, but I never really gave it the credit it deserved. Me personally, and some some people that some of the listeners probably listen to this like. You know, what? Heartbreaks 808 is one of, one of Kanye West's best albums. I didn't really agree with that in the beginning because, you know, I was, you know, the whole auto-tune thing and all of that. But, no, nah, man, I was I listened to that, listened to the whole album all the way through. Uh, Heartbreaks 808, yeah, my respect. Um, one of his 
on his good album before he fell off the boat? Um, late registration and college dropout. No, those you know those are you know pocket you know we've said that on on past episodes, man. Um, those are my two favorite, but I put Heartbreaks and 808s up in there too, though. Um, some songs in there that I was you know that I really like the singles, but I never really gave a. I never really gave the full album a chance, but no, nah, I like it. I really, I really like it a lot. So, but that's just one of my goes goes in the list of one of my favorites from Kanye West after his downfall. Um, all right, man. Thirty first episode, June twenty sixth, two thousand sixteen. Um, I know some of you that may be listening to this probably may be still as we're recording this, probably still watching the BET Awards. Um, we're gonna get into some things. Some of my thoughts, um, I know Young couldn't catch it, but uh, Young can chime in just from previous previous uh, BET Awards and some of the things that go on there. But before we do that, uh, I want to tell you guys about Audible, uh, ways you can support the Hip Hop Rejects podcast. Um, Audible is a is a service that will giving you listeners of the Hip Hop Rejects a chance to get a free book, a free audio book of your choice uh, by using our link, audibletrial.com forward slash the hip hop rejects they have over 180,000 books on there um it's a 30 day trial and you can cancel at any time you can keep the keep the free book but at the same time you get to support the hip hop rejects um another way you guys can support us but you also can do it through our paypal donation link you can find that on our soundcloud page or to the very right it says paypal donation click on there it's nothing that's mandatory that we, you know, that you have to do. But if you guys just want to be feeling, you guys want to feel generous and, and you know, throw a little bit of something our way, we gladly appreciate it. And also, uh, you guys can check out our t-shirt shop at shop.spreadshirt.com forward slash the hip hop rejects. We got a bunch of new new designs in the shop. Check it out. Um, I know, you know, coming up in a couple, I want to say in a couple weeks or so, I'll let you guys on a, on on an ep- episode. Um, once the sale comes, there's another sale coming up. We just ended the 15% off, 15% off, uh, your purchase. So, um, but yeah, make sure you guys pick up hip hop rejects t-shirt and, um, take a picture of it, post it on IG, uh, tag us on the picture that we can shout you guys out uh, on the next episode. All right, man. So check this out. I mean, I went throwback and something I've been listening to. What's up? I've been listening to Lil Boosie and Webby Ghetto Stories. Mm-hmm. And um, it was like the first CD they came out with, you know what I'm saying? Um, but I got to admit, I kind of kind of rather listen to that Boosie than any Boosie after that. I ain't never. I don't listen to no Boosie, at all. I mean, I'm never. I don't listen to no Boosie. You know, I, 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 I kicks it with Webby, but you know, I um, I ain't really into Boosie. But if I gotta listen to some Boosie, I'd rather listen to this one. You feel me? Yeah. I mean, I mean that that era of new of, I'll say, I guess Louisiana hip hop, really not my favorite. Um, I mean, Independent was a cool song for what it was, uh, back during the early 2000, but other than that, I mean, 
And of course, I promoted for web, but not even knowing, you know, people was talking about when I was when I used to promote. And he was one of the artists when he was. Uh, this is actually when he was called. Uh, his artist name was actually called Fifth Ward Webby in the beginning before they just dropped Fifth Ward and just started calling him Webby. And um, yeah, I didn't. I mean, there was a whole lot of you know people that I was interning with other students. They knew who he was. I'm like, I had no clue who the guy was. Um, and that's when he had, um, that's when he was dropping, um, girl, uh, give me that well uh, featuring Bun B. So, and that was a record I, I actually had promoted for him for. And before that song actually blew up, that song had been out like a long time. Like when I say a long time, I mean like two, three years before yeah. it actually blew up. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And that's the thing. That's the other thing about, uh. A lot of the independent artists that, you know, that send us stuff on Indie Spotlight and stuff like that, man. Like, don't, like, this is the thing you guys got to understand about the the, the music the music game. I know you guys go into the studio and want to put together, you know, put together mixtapes, put together albums. I mean, you can store your body of work and just have stuff to pull from. But you got to understand, it takes a very, very long time. For independent artists to really take off so sometimes you may have that one song that you know that you want to go with but don't what I'm saying is don't say for example you don't get a good reception and you work the record for let's say six to nine months or something like that and you jump to another song no you got to keep working that same record perform that song every place where you get an opportunity to perform, to perform your music, and you got to continue to work that record for. And sometimes it's like, like you said, example, Webby, give me that. It, you said the song was out for three years. Shoot, he didn't get a major deal to probably till close to that, but he worked the record for like three, took, took him almost three, pretty much probably took him. He probably, he probably was working the song, he probably longer than that before people outside of uh, Louisiana probably even, even heard it. So... It, it takes sometimes it takes years and you have to work one song. You gotta just run it into the ground until somebody notices you. And yeah, see, um Bun B and Pimp C had um picked up on Webby and Boosie like when they was like twelve, thirteen years old. But you know, they just, you know, took time over the years to just mold them boys, you know what I'm saying? So that's that's what took them so long to get out because they wanted this you know, get them ready to deal with certain stuff. Yeah, yeah. All right, man. Uh, I want to shout out the listeners uh, for the Hip Hop Reject before we get into any topics for this week. Um, like we said, we'd like to shout out shout out all you guys that are that are listening to us every single week that's dedicated to um, just hearing what we got to say about, about hip hop. Like, like we say, this is an opinion show, uh, but we just, you know, we just tend to talk about a lot of hip hop. So, um but we got, of course, we got number one. We got United States rounding out the top. Uh, we got Brazil at number two. We got the UK rounding out number three. And we got a new one. We got Kenya up in here, number four. And then at number five, we got Germany. So well, we got Kenya. Yeah, man. Want to give we a, made, made it to Africa, man. Yeah, we made it to the motherland. <laughs> Yeah, I want to give a big shout out to all of you guys in Brazil, the United Kingdom, Kenya, and Germany. Um, Germany, especially, man, because ever since we we jumped shipped over to uh, 
to SoundCloud and we're able to see kind of like, you know, kind of being able to see the statistics of who's listening to us on a, on a weekly basis. Germany is always there. United Kingdom is always, always there. And then the top, and then you know what, I'm going to go to another category because they have one. We break it down by country most of the time. But we got top, shoot, top cities was Nairobi, Kenya. What? Yes. And after that, it's like Alexander City, Alabama. After that is you uh, uh, in London. After that is H Town. After that is San Antonio. So it's we it's all over the place as far as with you know the numbers that we get. And after actually after San Antonio is Rio de Janeiro, Brazil. So I know they be hollering world star. We worldwide. <laughs> but yeah, man, you know I really, we really really appreciate. Um, Love y'all keep keep continuing to show us, man. Um, we're working on some working on some things in the background. I don't want to reveal anything just yet. Um, but just make sure you guys stay tuned. Follow us on Facebook and Twitter and Instagram, man. Uh, just to stay tuned. We want to continue to give you guys, you know, great entertainment news. Um, and just you know, allow you guys to be able to. This we want to be your getaway from you know your stressful day. So we want to continue to provide the entertainment for you guys. So. Yeah, All right, man. It's 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 a blessing and it's humbling also. Oh yeah, for sure, for sure, it definitely is. Um, all right, man. So tonight was the BT Awards 2016. Uh, this year's uh, BT Awards was hosted by Tracy Ellis Ross and Anthony Anderson, which are the both both uh, stars of Blackish. Um, overall, because um, you know, like when you have these award shows, everybody has their give and take on, you know. They tend to try to get you know people who are funny or comedians to to host these award shows to lighten up the situation. But overall, I mean, Tracy Ellis Ross and Anthony Anthony Anderson had very good comedic timing uh, throughout the show. Uh, it was really they were really really good duo um, and a really good choice they chose for this BT award. So I was really really satisfied with you know what they did and their timing was on point. Um, doing this award show, so um, we got uh talked about um today on I know I posted some stuff on Instagram about just trying to get some people's insight on you know who they wanted to win or who they think was gonna win out of the best out of the hip hop categories between male and female. Um, and so I posted you know to look back at episode twenty six about who we. Who we, who me and you and um and Keeper, we talked about who was gonna take take the female category, which was Nicki Minaj. So I we stated that on I stated that on the comments on IG. So we had this one person came in with this long, long, long drawn out comment, you know, just breaking down everything like, you know, because we like, I made the comment that you know. Everybody else wasn't doing anything. I wasn't really saying it in, in the sense of just nobody, because the because the the actual nominees was like Dage Loaf, Lil Kim, Nicki Minaj, um, who else? It's like five or six of them. Dage Loaf, Nicki Minaj. Let me pull up my Instagram real quick, y'all. Let me make sure I get this right. Yeah, Nicki Minaj, Missy Elliott, and oh, and Remy Ma. So I got got this long, long comment about this. And, you know, we're not saying, like, you know, we weren't saying, like, Missy wasn't doing anything or Remy Wong wasn't doing anything. But 
and they made a valid point in the comment that, you know, Nicki Minaj had been riding, you know, the pink print for like a long time. And the album had been out for almost a year. So, but in this category, uh, actually, Dage Loaf ended up winning, which was well-deserved because, I mean, she was probably the most out there and relevant artist that was out in 20, that was out for, well, not 2016, but this reflects on 2015, of course. But yeah, Dage Loaf definitely deserved it. Um, we're not saying, I'm not downplaying Missy or anybody like that at all because, I mean, Missy came with came with the where you from, uh where they from uh single. But she had dropped she didn't drop an album after that, so you know, and she hadn't dropped a single after that since. So it kinda like, you know, it kinda fell on deaf ears after the whole Super Bowl appearance and she dropped that did she dropped that record, but we haven't heard anything since. Now and I do feel like Missy Elliott is the better lyricist out of all of them on the on the ballot, but like I said, Nicki Minaj were doing a little, she wasn't doing a little bit more last year because she was more. Cause last year she was more focused on stuff with Meek Mills. She wasn't putting out anything. So it is true. So we didn't really get a whole lot from her at all to begin with, though. But all right, uh, we got a best male hip hop artist winner. Uh, give you guys the nominees on that as well. Nominees on that was J Cole, Kendrick Lamar. Um, we had uh, Kanye West. Who else we had on that? Um, Fetty Wap, Future, and Drake. This category. And of course, we know who won. Yeah, and Drake won. But you know that that was a very you know I would say probably minus Fetty and Future. Um, get me wrong. All of these artists had a. I think out of you, if you go and order who had like the biggest year Drake did have he had more eyes on him with the Meek Mills beef then Kendrick Lamar would be right behind Drake then then you know also you had like cause Future was all I mean all of these guys were all out there I would say probably the least who was out there the most was probably Kanye because Life of Pablo didn't drop till Life of Pablo dropped what beginning this year yeah, something like that. Something like that. So he wouldn't. He wasn't really out there. He dropped one single, which kind of gave us the old Kanye West back. But other than that, I mean, he wasn't really out there as much either. So he was the last person I thought that was going to win this category. I feel like they probably could have put somebody else in in his spot, but because he wasn't really, you know, he really he really wasn't out there doing a lot musically um, in 2015 too much. So the next category was what best best group. Yeah, they had best group. That one I kind of because I kind of got <laughs> I kind of came in early um, on the on the war show, so I'm not sure who won. Not sure who won best group. That was Drake kinda, and Future. It was Drake and Future. Okay, so yeah, Drake and Future won. Uh, with um, best female hip hop artist, like we said, Dash Loaf won that one. Yeah. That was, I think, those only those the only three we really touched on because everything else was yeah. not, really not related to, you know, what we talk about on this show with this hip hop. But, um, but yeah, no, I can see how. I mean, and everybody that was on the ballot for group man, nobody was really honestly. They were nobody on that. It was probably only probably maybe two legitimate groups on that whole ballot, honestly. That was Ray Shamerd and 
Um, it's another group that was on there. Um, but everybody else was like just single, you know, solo acts that got together to do an album. So they could have just did like, they could have just had a category for a long, just for best, you know, collab, you know, collaborative album or something, man. Um, but yeah, so, okay. So, um, something else I want to talk about that, I that kind of noticed on the BTO interactions, um, like when they come out for the awards, man, some of that stuff is like, I understand they're reading the teleprompter. But a lot of stuff, but a lot of times I feel like some of the stuff is like too, too scripted. Um, there was a, who was it? It's, um, I'm trying to think of the actors, but it was for the movie. It was, it was basically, it was, you know, some actors that was in this movie that's coming out, um, that has Monique in it called Almost Christmas. And like the interaction with the actors, it, it kind of like, you know, it's something, sometimes when you watch award shows, when they, you know, drag stuff out and they're trying to make a joke, but nobody gets the punchline. Yeah. It was like that. And I know they're trying to cross promote, you know, I know BT Awards, you know, is notorious for cross promoting, um, you know, black movies or TV shows and with the presenters that are on the stage. And that's cool and fine and everything, you know, it's just leveraging who you know and what you know. But, it's just like sometimes, you know, if they're going to come out there and they're going to have a, a interaction with one another, let it be natural, man. Like, you know, kind of like, let's get them the Cliff Notes version of what they need to do when they go out there. But don't, it felt like it was just too scripted. It just like, it was awkward. Let them go off script like Rick James did. <laughs> yeah, as long as there ain't no cracking ball. Cracking crack ball and go off script, that's going to make up a hell of a time. But like, uh, other thing I noticed at the BT Awards, man, okay. They was cutting to the camera a lot with a lot of performances and just things of that nature. Kids at the BT Awards, man. Like I ain't i t- I'm not talking about teenagers. I'm not talking about I'm not talking about seventeen, eighteen year olds. I'm not talking I'm not even talking about I'm not talking about people I'm not talking about kids that are in high school. I'm talking about kids that love they could be like sixth grade junior high schools in the crowd. I don't think kids should be, especially none that age, should be at the BET Awards. If you can't find a babysitter, you just ain't going. And it's just that the environment that, you know, that these award shows is, and, you know, everything is live, is uncensored. I mean, and it's not, I don't feel, I'm not, I'm not, you know, I'm not challenging nobody's parenting or nothing like that. But I don't feel that's a place for kids to be. It's just a more, it's a, the award show. You don't see people bringing their kids to the Grammys or the Billboard Awards or the iHeart Awards. You don't see kids got their award show. It's called the Nick, it's called the, it's called the Kids Choice Awards. That's their show. Shouldn't be at the BET Awards at all. Well, I can't. I can't say nothing about that because, be honest, my mom, she wasn't really that strict about stuff like that. Like, if I wanted to go somewhere, if I wanted to go out, anything like that, my mom didn't really keep me at home or anything like that as long as I did like I was supposed to do, you know? Yeah. You know, some I think some parents have that type of trust in their children 
knowing that they their children might be at maturity level where they can handle that environment. Yeah, and, and I'm and I'm definitely definitely. So I shoot. I was one of those. I was one of those kids that you know that had that type of treatment when it came to my parent. Man, you know, I was in a lot of you know adult situations or places where a person my age probably shouldn't have been, but I was, but because I was mature enough to handle it. And yeah, I mean, that's a case by case. That 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 could be the case as well. Um, but no, I just felt like you know I. Through the years on BT Awards, times we watched the BT Awards, young, you know, you've never really seen any kids in the crowd unless they were celebrity. No, the, and the thing is, they didn't look like they were with a, you know, like an artist. They weren't artists. They weren't like kids of an artist or a celebrity or anything like that. They just looked like somebody off the street that got a ticket to go to an everyday person they got out they got a ticket to go to the BT award and they brought their kid. I mean it'd be like this sometimes because this is an opportunity for a lot of these kids to see their favorite artists without having pay, without having to pay three, four, five, six hundred dollars for a concert. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah, that's just kinda for me it is kinda yeah. Because if the kid go to concert, the concert may be worse than the award show. Yeah. Depending on the artist, but yeah. On the artist, but no, yeah. Um, no, I just think like just like you know the war ceremonies like that. It's you know it's for for the elite, you know the ones who work hard, the ones who um, who are in the industry and stuff like that. And of course, yeah, they're gonna they're gonna allow civilians in because of course they want to they want to make sure they get that because you can tell the difference between like let's say like let's say the What's the award show that has like mainly just the ones that are in the industry? Uh, let's say the the Emmys, for example, for TV shows. You know when you when they pan out on the camera and they show and they show those show that awards, it's a very small setting of people that are in there, and you can and you can tell that it's primarily just you know those who work in, in the industry who work in the industry versus when you look at a BT awards, it's like everybody like you got people from the city that is being shot in plus the artists so i mean that's what they're going for fine and cool but you know if you want to get more of our you know more of an understanding of how we feel about you know some of these war shows you got to check out uh episode six on uh on itunes we talk about a whole lot of stuff um when it comes to the validity of these award shows so um all right um Something that I've always I, I meant, always meant to bring this up on the show. So, um, you familiar with the with the guy uh, Bryson Tiller? Yeah, I like I like a lot of his songs. Okay, yeah. So you know his album is called called Trap Soul. Um, I really like this form of you know I don't know if it's something that's going to eventually become a genre, but I kind of like I kind of like what what it is and what he represents um in his music and he always it kind of reminds me of i was watching uh this week and me and young we had talked back and forth over the week leading to the show and stuff like that and i was watching uh, inside the label and so i was watching about uptown you know and trap soul with bryson tiller kind of reminds me of like um a little bit not like New Jack Swing, but it's kind of like 
the element that people like uh, like Heavy D and stuff like that brought to the game, or like Bryson Tiller stuff is kind of more on the the Jodeci side of things. It's like it has that hip hop feel, but it's still you know it's still it's they used to call it on like on inside inside the label they call it like uh, I think they call it like hip hop soul or something like that. Yeah, that's why you know Mary J. Blige had the the the, the label as the queen of hip hop soul. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Yeah. So I, I really hope like there are other artists that emerge from, and that's kind of like the category I kind of put the uh, the weekend in too. Is trap. Songs. Yeah, and um, Bobby V is now in it. To me, Bobby Valentino is now. And man, kinda, yeah. he sure stuff ain't dropped a record, and I don't know how long. I mean, not Bobby. Who? Who? Wait a minute. What I'm I'm saying Bobby B, but I'm thinking somebody else. I'm thinking, um, Jeremiah. My bad. Yeah, my Jeremiah. bad, Jeremiah. Yeah, yeah Jeremiah. Well, Jeremiah can't get his footing back in place with because he his fans got mad at him some years ago for using a dat. And for those who what what a dat is, is a recording, and he was lip syncing basically, and people figured out that he was lip syncing and they booed him and. He hadn't really got back on the horse since. He been, you know, he has. He's been having, you know, high singles out and stuff like that. But he hasn't got back to the level that he was when he first when he first came out. Cause uh, that song um that he got out with the the new little chick um, uh, what's the name of the song um, dang it. I tell you what it is. Let's keep talking, y'all. Uh. uh What's the name of the song? Freak. Uh, Catch Your Body. Catch Your Body, okay. Yeah, man. That song jamming. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So, yeah, you know, the Trap Soldier. I hope that, like I said, I hope it's something that, that emerges from then. I kind of kind of feel like that's kind of like the, I think that could be like a new era, kind of like a new era of music because, I mean, R and B is still there to some to some extent with some artists like your K Michelle's and your uh, Tamar Braxton and stuff like that. But a lot of more artists kind of like have that. Um, but you know, to me, who been really be, who who was doing it before it officially got a name? Trey Songs. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I knew you were going to say that. <laughs> exactly, that's who was doing it. Like when Trey would drop his mixtapes, like that's the, the way they doing these. Did their albums is the way Trey mixtapes were. Yeah, very true. Yeah, that's true. And then, you know, him and, like, for example, him and, um, him and Chris Brown have been doing that for quite some time, but now it's just, now it's just, they just got a name for it now. Right. So, no, nah, that's, uh, that's the genre of music that I'm, I'm, and then, you know, on top of that, like, his sampling of, like, a lot of these old 90s, uh, a lot of these old '90s songs, "Shorty Swing My Way" and stuff like that. You know, it kind of, it just kind of hits in a hits in an area where it's just like, man, okay, I remember this song, and it brings back memories. But also at the same time, it's just like, it's like this dude got something right here. So, yeah. All right, man. So we got a uh, other thing, and this is one thing that's that the BT Awards has been like. Anon- synonymous for man, artists not showing up that really matter to the to the show. And again, 
we talked about this on episode six about this when it came to the BT and award shows in general. Like Drake won the best the best male hip hop artist award. Drake wasn't there. And in years past, Jay Z, Beyonce's won awards. Wasn't there. I also believe and I didn't catch the I didn't catch the beginning, but I did catch a part where I was kind of confused when I saw Beyonce mom on stage accepting an award. So I'm assuming that Beyonce won an award. Yeah, Beyonce won an award for the song Formation, but her mama accepted it for. Okay, again, she's never there. So why, it's like, man, it's like, why? I mean, I understand it's Beyonce, and of course she deserves to win the award. But like, this has been going on since the BT Awards. We I've been watching BT Awards since it inception of the award show itself. And this has been a constant problem with the high profile artists that win these awards and they don't show that like do they not respect the BT Awards? Do not do they not respect what they're doing or it's like why is it always and you can't use schedule conflict all the time. That's just not gonna fly. Because we all know when the BT Awards is. It's in June. It's the last week in June. So, it's like, you couldn't clear your schedule to be at the BT Awards? Do you feel it's a joke? It's like, like say what it really is, man. Like, don't... You know, you got people there that's expecting to see you and want to hear the acceptance speech and how it made you feel or how whatever project it is that you won the award for you know, what inspired you to do this project, you know, stuff like that, but you, but for them to, like, show up, for them to not show up there, you know, despite what, what we feel on this show about the BT Award, it's still a slap in the face to them not, you know, them not showing up and being there. Yeah, pretty much. Can I throw something out real quick? Yeah. I, like, I know, like, this is going off topic, but... Why do Plies and Kirk Franklin look just alike? That's a very good question, y'all. I don't know, but you're... That's, yeah. And and I know. just seen a meme on Facebook that said, that's why you never see Plies and Kirk Franklin in the same place at the same time. <laughs> because they're the same person. So, what, so you're trying to tell me that Kirk Franklin and his hip-hop alter ego is Plies. <laughs> or that Plies and his alter ego is Kurt Kurt Franklin. Franklin. Now, and what's that's a hell of a that's a hell of a use term for somebody. That's a hell of an alter ego. <laughs> but you know what, though, man. But I, I was telling my wife this, man. I was like, because you know, I listen to Kurt Franklin all the time, and my son is my wife. Um, but. What I noticed about him, like, recently, like, I was on the wife, I'm like, man, why does he look so different now? Like, I haven't got, maybe it was the haircut, he went from a ball fade to with the haircut he used to have, but he looks, like, really different to me. Maybe because he gained weight? I think that's part of it, but, like, he's always, like, for some reason, I mean, he just looks weird. And I saw him on the awards tonight, and I'm like, he just, like, I can't put my finger on what it is about him that looks weird to me. So, with Plaza at the award. No, you know, Plies ain't never nowhere. Only on Instagram, man. And <laughs> DJ Cali Records. That's the only place you see him. 
Kirk Franklin said he ran off on the plug twice. <laughs> <laughs> and the rest called. <laughs> oh man. <laughs> But yeah, yeah that's man, crazy, that's that's man. a that's a that's a hell of a theory, though, man. Like, like really. and this Gucci man clone theory, like, really, oh, man. Like, dude, the man was in jail. Do you know what they feed people in prison? Nothing. I would lose weight too. Ain't nobody eating that that mystery mixture that they be giving them boys and boys and lock up. So I know somehow why he somehow he ain't got his tattoo on his face like he could have got. Like, he couldn't have got laser treatment and... In prison, yeah. I mean... What like, happened to his goals? Like, he couldn't get his goals taken out. <laughs> like, that man could have got... That man could have got veneers. Because you got to understand, people. Like, some of these artists, when they go to when they go to prison or they go to jail for whatever they do, a lot of these people don't go to the same prison that your cousin or uncle or brother go to. Right. So they go to a completely different prison from everybody else when they high profile like that. Especially when they in federal prison, man. Right. Federal pri- like, if you go to federal prison, you go into the luxury and suites exactly. of prisons. Now, you go to the state prison, like all state prison apartment in Mississippi, guess what? Now you looking at Oz. <laughs> man, no, bro, it's like, it's, it's, it's camps, man. You're in a hot heat baking in tents. Shit, man. exactly. But uh, but no, nah, man. That's that's uh, with the whole um, whole thing with Gucci, man. It's like that's <laughs> when I was I was reading that on, on it's where where I'm reading like this dude has like no the dude lost weight and he got his some his tattoos laser off. Everybody that got these face tattoos rethought it and come on, game took his butterfly and turned it into the L.A. logo. And Gucci Man had an epiphany in jail, and somebody probably told him something about what that ice cream on his face probably mean. He was like, "Oh yeah, I can just lay it off." So exactly um, could have been getting hit on. Somebody would have been like, "I like ice cream," and like, "Oh, hold on, I gotta take this ice cream off my face." Mm-hmm. So we're gonna get plugged twice. Mm-hmm. Just saying. What about that boy Fleece Johnson? You know what they know what he say. Anyway, man. Uh, we ain't gonna address that. Yeah, we ain't gonna address that. We ain't gonna address that. Uh, Alright, um, so every time, you know, we always, for some reason, BT Award rolls around. It's always, like, some type of, like, shooting, arrest, or something like that um, that, that's going on in, in hip-hop. Um, so, uh, Lore uh, Skoda uh, was killed in a shooting. Uh, he's a Baltimore rapper. Um, after he left a, after an anti-violence charity event, and this was in relation to, you know, like the whole gun thing with Orlando and stuff like that, had a charity event. Um, he's best known for his 2014 hit called Bird Flu, and actually had a dance to it as well. I've, I've kind of like smallly heard of that song and smallly heard of that dance, but, but no, nah, man, it's, it's, it's sad because the, the cat was like 23 years old. Um, he has got a lot of, you know, a lot of uh, top names in hip hop, like the game and stuff like that was, you know, like, you know, just, just like, just gone too soon and stuff like that. And a lot of people, you know, a lot of people say, cause you know, the background where he came from, it's in a lot of cases, it's like, 
you try to, you know, a lot of rappers think they try to lead the life, but a lot of times that life tends to follow them. So, and what's so ironic about it? He was just leaving uh, anti-violence charity event, yeah, event, and he gets killed. Yeah, that's crazy. That's irony, like a bitch for you. I know. She was like Aquaman drowning in the bathtub, man. Yep. Um. All right. So we got a. Uh, so that was a video that we both saw over the week. Um. So they was talking about on Revolt. They was talking about real rap versus fake rap. So what makes um real rap versus what makes real what makes a real rapper versus a fake rapper? You know, everybody had their opinion in this discussion. You know, one one person was saying, like, I don't care about, you know, lyrics and like that, as long as they got a tight beat, you know, da-da-da-da-da. And, you know, that's what they feel makes, you know, real rap to them. And then some, you know, and then of course it goes into the whole thing about, you know, are they living what they're talking about? Now, part of me as a hip-hop head, yes, I feel like if you, if you spitting something... You should have. You should have either are walking that or have walked that previous before. I don't feel like you should talk about something you don't know about, which a lot of guys do, because they feel like that's the way to get on and that's what's popping right now, or that's what the label tells them they should do. So, you know, what's your take on this, man? Well, me personally, like when I first started doing music. If you didn't live in my neighborhood, then, and you only saw me at school, people was just like, yo, why you doing, why you rapping? Because the only thing you do is make good grades. Well, people in my neighborhood understood why, because I was living that life in the streets, but I just didn't do it in school because, you know, I wanted to get out of my situation. And then people start, you know, recognizing it and seeing I don't know. I, I, I it's just uh I it's it's a for me personally as doing being out there in the situations and stuff, mm-hmm. it's it's kind of perplexing for me because you could be one way to a certain group of people, but to another group of people, you can be a different way. And it's all about who who knows you. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Because you can be trying to change. That's just like you living to a stigma. You could have been a terrible person when you was between the ages of 13 and 18. But then after you turn 18, you might have had a, a tragedy or something in your life that make you realize it's time for you to change your life, but that person you was between the ages of 13 and 18 follow you around for the rest of your life. Even though you do everything to change your life and live your life in a different way, but it follows you around. I think that's what happened with some rappers. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. Um, and, 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 and the thing is, there's nothing wrong with that. Gra- uh, a great example of um, artists who kind of changes, changes their raps up with their I get well. I can give you two examples. Um, Ti from time to time still goes back and talks about stuff in his past, but he talks about you know current because he's he's from that he's from that trap life. Um, Jay Z is another one that he he's evolved 
from this twisting this twisting style rap to a more to more laid back relaxed type of rap but also at the same time he was a former drug dealer was talking about that to now talking about you know his wife and you know his day-to-day lives as a ceo of rock nation you know kicking back on the kicking back on the beach with blue and stuff like that so no, I mean it's getting. I mean, if your life, if the, if the situations change, there's nothing wrong with the, with the content changing the right along with what's going on because that's what it's supposed to be. I mean, you're a storyteller, but if you ain't living none of that or you ain't never lived none of that, then I don't think you should be speaking. You should be speaking to something you don't know. But then you know you got some of them cats out there. They got the voice to rap. They just ain't got the writing skills to rap. Yeah. You know yeah, what I'm saying? Then, yeah, you got some you got some rappers out there that are that are and that's what you that's what we I would probably call a manufactured a manufactured rapper. Because they have the they have the voice and they probably have the look, but they can't put a flow together to save their life. And that's what a lot of these new rappers out here are looking like when they get on when they get on uh when they get on a lot of these radio shows Sway uh, in the morning. Sway in the morning doing five fingers of death and can't rap. And can't put can't put two sentences together when they trying to flow. And when Sway put them on when they put them on oh, shoot, Tim uh Tim Westwood, um, in the UK, man, shoot, he done caught a whole lot of rappers slipping. Design is one of them. Panda, man. for those who don't know. Um, but yeah, he ain't caught a whole lot of these guys, uh, slipping, man. So, and, and I'm not saying like, I'm not saying that, you know, that they have this stuff written for them, but I mean, Hey, I mean, that's what your record label feel is, feel is cool. That's, I mean, Hey, Nilly Vanilla was hot at one point, but all of a sudden they fell off because they found out somebody was writing their stuff. So oh, somebody was singing. They somebody, stuff. Yeah, somebody, okay. Yeah. Somebody <laughs> with my bad got it wrong. Somebody was, <laughs> somebody was singing their stuff. Matter of fact, somebody was singing and writing next stuff. Basically, exactly. So, again, they were manufactured. They just had a look. They couldn't do none of what was really the talent part that you're supposed to be doing. They could dance. (laughs) That was about it. And they were two-stepping the hell out of it. So, it wasn't really that much choreography going on. No, it wasn't. So, but yeah, man, like, real, like, you know, real, like, from... Royalty standpoint, I mean, real rap, real rap to me. I'm always, I'm always a stickler for lyricists. Uh, guys like your Ti's, your Kanye's, your Jay Z's. I'm a big fool for you know for wordplay and stuff like that. I mean, some of these, some of these new cats out here, they got you know an air. They got you know they they got a hot song for the for the minute. They got a catchy hook. They got a good producer, but that's it, and that's all they got. And a lot of these guys, I know we bang on, I know, and the thing is, I know we bang on Future a whole lot with his content, but he has something, he's doing something right for the people because he went from Tony Montana to where he is now. And you know, this is one of the reasons why Fabulous is like one of my favorite all-time rappers. And, like, the same thing with Nas, you know, they speaking from a place of actually being in those situations, you know what I'm saying? Right. Like, you got to go, like, when you hear, like, before Fabulous, like, hit the scene hard with, you know, the music, 
Fabulous already had a name. Fabulous was part part of the Black Mafia clique, man. He he actually ran with Big Meech now, you know. So when Fabulous talk about certain stuff, you know, you, I mean, I, that's why I mess with Fab, you know. He talk about his women issues and everything. <laughs> yep, he definitely got them though. Definitely got the women issues. Jeezy. Uh, yeah, Jeezy, yeah, Jeezy is another one, man. Like, no, talk about, just insane, man. Just, like, and that's what, like, a lot of people got. That's where where T.I. got the beat between him and Lil Flip. That's where T.I. kind of, like, you know, put the nail in the coffin for him when, you know, he was saying he was from Cloverland and he went from Clover and, you know, stuff like that. And that was his nail in the coffin. And they had people... You know, people like Scarface and stuff like that bagging up to about it, and they're like, man, no, nah, I ain't never seen him in Cloverland, and so man. and so stuff like that. You know, people like that. You know, that got that type of weight. It's like, dude, you ain't living it. And Flip ain't been right since. <laughs> thank you. He is ghost, and for me living it. And dude, I could tell you where where I've seen him last. I saw him on a on a local furniture commercial, rapping with. Some people on there. That's the last time I seen him. I was up late at night on a Saturday. And I'm like, wow, this is what Flip has come to. So for he those ain't singing this is the way we bowl no more. Sure ain't. He ain't he ain't follow the he ain't follow the footsteps of his homie comedian and, you know, invest his money into a fourteen five hundred company, technology company and ain't gotta rap no more. So but yeah, man. I know that was all. That would always be a that would always be a debate though. Um, with hip hop, is really what's what's real, what's real rap, what's fake rap. There's something you know. It's you know it's crazy though. What? Like this question don't come up when it comes to R and B, country music. None of that. Like, is R Kelly really slaying bitches like he was in his music? <laughs> like, it, you know, it, it really don't come up. You know, because it. As long as you get, get get down to it, it it doesn't matter. It's just something about rap that where it's like it's like people feel like you gotta be living this life to make this song, and it's just. But it's that's just kind of like the that's kind of like the thing that's etched in stone when it comes to rap and hip hop. It's like that's the those are the credentials, man. It's like there ain't no getting around it. It's like when you it's like when you fill out for a job application. You gotta been and graduated and went to school for this. And with rap, it's like you gotta, you know. In some cases, in some fans' eyes, man, you just you gotta be living it for the talk about it. And like you said, with R and B, they don't they don't get hit up for like, oh, you don't write your own stuff because a lot of R and B artists don't write their own stuff. Um, they don't they don't they don't really catch that flag. They catch more flags for if they're singing live performances and if they really can sing. That's what they catch the most flack for, or or, are they, or is their voice being altered when they're singing, versus when they sing live? Case in point, yeah. Cassie. But anyway, um, but yeah, man. So, right, all right. Um, July twenty second, two thousand sixteen, will be the anniversary show of the Hip Hop Rejects. Uh, we will be streaming live on Sprinker. Um, you guys can look for the actual event um, posting. We have it up on Facebook right now. Um, 
make sure you guys search for that on Facebook. Um, put down that you guys are going to be attending that because I just want to get a good idea how many, what the turn, what the turnout is going to be for the live stream for the anniversary show. Uh, make sure you guys, you know, download the Sprinker app so you guys can be ready to listen to us um, as we're going to have a packed show for you guys. Um, then also this week, as you guys probably noticed, we didn't take a break or anything like that. Uh, we did not do an indie spotlight this week because we just wanted to just kind of like give you guys, you know, we had a lot to talk about as far with the BT Awards and stuff like that. So we really didn't really try to break too much. So, um, but continue to send in those, the independent, uh, the indie tracks and stuff like that, uh, to the hip hop rejects at gmail.com. Uh, we've partnered up with Music Clout as well, so you guys can go through there. Any aspiring artist is looking for opportunities to get their music out there. Um, they have a wide variety of different um, and various uh, entertainment avenues for you to get your music out mm-hmm. there, including the Hip Hop Rejects podcast. Uh, just make sure when you guys email us, put in the subject line, uh, Indie Spotlight, Put your artist name, where you're from, any of your social media handles. We'll, we'll shout you out um, if we select the track. We can also put out, you know, like if you got like a project, anything like that. Um, and if we really, really like you, um, we might bring you on the show. You never know. Um, so just make sure what you're sending to us is hot, man. And um, you may be sitting on the podcast with us, getting interviewed by Royalty and Young Fly and the rest. Um but yeah, we also got uh, let's see what else we got, man. Um, yeah, so we're gonna get ready to shut this episode, episode thirty-one down. But we want to make sure that you guys are listening to us. Make sure you guys all the different ways you listen to the hip hop rejects is through SoundCloud, iTunes, Sprinker, TuneIn Radio, Google Play Music for all my Android people. All the another alternative for my Android people would be uh, Podcast Addict. Download the app for Android. You can catch us every single Monday. Uh, with a new episode uh, going in on any of these uh, services I just named. Uh, we are now on Player FM as well. Uh, that's another new um, podcast site we're on now. Um, also, I know some of you guys probably wondering, you know, what does Royalty look like? What does Young Flat and the rest look like? Um, so we're out there. Um, you can hit me up at Instagram on uh, I am royalty of the hip hop rejects. You can find me on there uh, on Instagram. Follow me. I post, you know, I post, you know, my family stuff. Post about stuff going on with the with the show and stuff like that. So you guys can follow me on there. Um, see what else. Uh, as far as me, I get back to y'all on it. Okay, yeah, we young flat and the rest working on it, working on the Instagram and stuff like that. So we'll once he gets that all all together. Uh, he'll be giving his out too. Uh, we do have the Hip Hop Rejects YouTube channel. Um, make sure you guys subscribe to that. Uh, we'll be posting exclusive interviews on there. Any And sometimes we post a full episodes on there as well. So make sure you guys uh, subscribe to that. And also check the option where anytime we upload new videos, you guys are getting an alert. That way you guys know, you know when we upload something new, so you don't miss out on anything. Uh, you guys can also follow us on Twitter. Facebook and Instagram. If you guys have any questions, just any feedback on the show, uh, you guys again you hit us up at uh, the hip hop rejects at gmail.com. Make sure you guys follow us, like us on everything that we're on, man. If you guys are listening to the show, 
every single week like you do because uh, we can, like I said, we can see the numbers and who's listening to us. Man, just make sure you guys are, get, you know, just showing us that love of, you know, liking us, subscribing to us, writing a review, anything like that, man. We want to hear from you guys. Um, we finish Shake Back on Twitter, too. I know we've been absent for Twitter for, for a minute, but we're going we gonna to Shake Back on Twitter, too. Yeah, you know, I don't mean, yeah, I don't really be running to Twitter too much, honestly. I mean, I know I double, I do a post because I link everything together. I only got to post once. Um, so I tend to do that, but I don't too much, uh, respond too much on, I don't really be on Twitter like that. So I'm more of a Instagram and Facebook guy myself. Um, but yeah, man, um, be a closing down, uh, episode, episode 31 of the hip hop rejects. Really appreciate you guys listening to us. Young, you got anything else? Man, same thing I say every week. Y'all stay blessed. Hit us up, and y'all have a good one, man. See y'all next week. Exactly. Um, And we out, man. All right, one.